ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk All Around Sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners. Welcome to the 249th ever show of All Around Sports. Each Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, we broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's ahead for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. We're going to start with my event of the week, which is the Deutsche Bank Golf Championship underway today with the first round, uh, and yesterday was the Pro-Am, and truly one of my uh, favorite days of the year every year. And it got off to a great start when EMC Corporation assumed the title sponsorship of the current Deutsche Bank Championship. And uh, so everybody was thrilled around the course yesterday to, uh, to know that EMC, who has been involved in the tournament for years, is, uh, is on board for next year. And the Labor Day tradition will continue up here near Boston. And yesterday was uh, great with Patrick Reed, uh, his press conference being uh, really the highlight of the day. And I think we, a lot of us have heard some of the stories about Patrick Reed and his uh, mercurial personality. But yesterday he was like a new man. He was engaging, mature, funny. Looks like he lost some weight. He, of course, is coming off last week's win at the Barclays uh, down in New York at Beth Page, uh, and getting geared up for the Ryder Cup. And uh, I could not have been more impressed with uh, Patrick Reed's press conference. And uh, and it was just great. And later saw him on the course, you know, interacting with fans, autographs, taking pics. So it was terrific. Speaking of that, Jordan Spieth followed him for a hole or two, and he was really awesome with the fans, doing pictures, selfies, autographs, and he is a genuine rock star, and the kids absolutely love him, to say the least. And went to also uh, Rory McIlroy's press conference after his round in the Pro-Am, and he was great as always, and he looks ready to... uh, maybe make a run here at this weekend's Deutsche Bank. Of course, it's the only tournament of the year that ends on a Monday, Labor Day. And it got off to quite a good start uh, when Sunday night uh, they were at Fenway Park for the uh, Earl Woods Scholarship Program. Earl Woods, of course, is the father of Tiger Woods, and the Tiger Woods Foundation puts on this particular tournament and had a great conversation with uh, Christina Fernandez, who's the senior director of the Earl Woods Scholarship. And it was great they had some of the 
kids right there at home plate at Fenway, um, getting their picture taken uh, before the Kansas City Royals, defending world champions, versus the Red Sox uh, on Sunday night baseball, national game. So it was really quite an atmosphere. Fenway was full, as always, and it was just a great uh a great evening, to say the least, and, and just great to get the visibility and talk with uh, Christina Fernandez about uh, all the great things having to do with the Tiger Woods and Earl Woods Scholarship Fund. Well, moving on, my highlight of the week is uh, I was watching the Appalachian State game last night where they nearly pulled off the upset over Tennessee before over 100,000. Had they done it, it would have been the all-time opening weekend giant killers, App State. As we all remember, it was nine years ago this weekend that they beat Michigan, and uh, they almost did it again last night. They basically held the lead the entire game. Tennessee tied them. App State had some chances late, uh, but it went into overtime, and uh, and Tennessee, to their credit, won. And... Uh, it was just really uh, a great way for the opening night of college football. Um, it wasn't the exact opening night. That was last week when uh, the season opened with an onside kick in the uh, Hawaii-California game out in, down in Australia. So between that and an overtime game last night and what would have been an epic upset, uh, I'd say college football's off to a good start. And it's going to be a great weekend, which we'll talk about with AP Stedham just in a few minutes. Next segment. My low light of the week is the horrible injury suffered by Vikings quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, we're here, all hearing the stories that players were both praying and using profanity simultaneously when the injury occurred. Non-contact injury apparently planted his left foot, dropping back to pass, and that was that. Sounded awfully gruesome. And uh, Teddy Bridgewater, by all accounts, is one of the good guys. I've uh, I followed him closely because last year I covered his nephew, smallest kid on the field in the sixth grade football university national championship down in Naples, Florida, a game I was covering. And his nephew uh, was terrific, basically dominated the game. And again, smallest kid on the field. Uh, and... Uh, his uncle, Teddy, is known for being small on the smallest side for NFL QBs. But, uh, you know, uh, he plays big, uh, as does his nephew. So here's to a quick recovery for Teddy Bridgewater. My bizarre story of the week was watching Tom Brady last night play the entire first half versus the Giants. Uh, we all know that won't be seeing him on the field again until October. And I'm guessing it's probably the only time we've seen Brady even play in a fourth preseason game, let alone the whole first half. So it feels like a bit of a world turned upside down here in New England. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, who will be playing the month of September in place of Brady, did not play last night. And uh, so it was just kind of strange to watch. And Brady, of course, played well. My NFL player engagement story of the week is on Pittsburgh Steelers, director of player engagement, Terry Cousin. 
and all the great work he does down there with the player engagement program for the Steelers. Uh, also read a lo- uh, wrote a story that appeared last week uh, on interviewing Nate Ebner, the Patriot player who played on the U.S. Olympic rugby team. So uh, pretty amazing. Uh, and they're all at the uh, NFL Player Engagement website, which is www.nflplayerengagement, one word, dot com. So now let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham of Bama Magazine. So don't go anywhere. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show... The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we often have guests, and on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And how are you doing today, A.P.? 
Oh, doing great, John. Doing great. Glad to be here from Dallas, Texas. Well, you're in the right spot, that's for sure. The uh, feature game on what is easily the best opening weekend ever in the history of college football. And uh, you're there in Dallas, so I assume that the uh, Alabama and USC fans are starting to hit town, right? Oh, yeah. They'll be in full force this evening at all the hot spots around town. It's been 31 years uh, since these teams have gotten together. 31 years. That's amazing. Um, Yes, and they have a storied history to boot. Uh, The famous, we've talked about this before on the show, the famous Sam Bam Cunningham game, which played a major role in integration of Southern football teams uh, back in the day. And, you know, it's continued on since then, uh, two of the most storied programs in college football history. Yeah, that was a fabulous matchup uh, for Alabama and USC. And at the time, people didn't know the implications. But through the years, history has shown that may have changed football more than any one particular game. Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, I guess the the big question is pretty simple. Who is the Alabama quarterback going to be? <laughs> <laughs> Do we know yet? Is it, is it, well, it's one of two. It's going to be Cooper Bateman, I think, trotting out on the field. He's the upperclassman. And then Blake Barnett will get his chances as well. Redshirt freshman from California, Cooper's from Utah. So I, I believe that's the scenario. Uh, Cooper Bateman will trot onto the field as a starting quarterback at Alabama. Okay, but it hasn't been officially announced yet by Nick Saban. No, I yeah, yeah, I hadn't heard any announcements. That's his, his statement earlier in the week. We, we, it's down to two. And when they released the depth chart, which he, he said that can change in any moment, but that's that was the the statement and the release earlier in the week. So then Cooper Bateman, what's his background, AP? Is he, uh, has he had any playing time before? Or? You know, he started actually, John, the Ole Miss game last season. Oh, yes, and I remember. Won- yeah, you remember him, right? And he, he started that game, and which ended up being a loss for Alabama and Jacob Coker came off the bench, almost led him to the victory. But Cooper's more of a roll-out, sprint-out type quarterback. He doesn't have the arm strength than some of the other candidates at Alabama. So, you know, watch for those types of plays. The pocket will be moving, and he can run some as well. All right. Um, Well, that sounds uh, like it's going to be fun to watch, as always. I do remember watching him now at the beginning of the Ole Miss game, so... Uh, you know, he, he's already had his baptism of fire and, uh, and, you know, lots of story angles to this game, of course, not the least of which is, uh, you know, Lane Kiffin, Alabama's offensive coordinator, returning to play USC, where uh, he used to be the head coach for a while and, of course, was the assistant coach uh, under Pete Carroll. Yeah, and a lot of the USC fans, John, I read some of the message boards, and they seem to think that Lane Kiffin, when he was at USC, the, the play calling was predictable. But I think he's come a long way since his years with the Trojans, and but that is definitely one of the bigger stories of him returning to play against his former team. 
Yes, well, you and I were at the national championship game this past January against Clemson, and I'd say his play calls were anything but predictable in that game, right? Yeah, he's really progressed as a coach, and I think he's brought another element to the Alabama offense that Nick Saban was always trying to get more explosive plays down the field. That was his goal, and I think Lane Giffen has done quite well. No doubt about it. Uh, and speaking of that game, O.J. Howard was uh, quite the weapon, to put it mildly, in that game. And uh, it seems like he's basically the highest profile offensive player returning for uh, Alabama, correct? I would think uh, O.J. Howard, he put his exclamation point on his season with that MVP performance, but also... Calvin Ridley, the wide receiver, the freshman wide receiver, he obliterated all the Julio Jones and Amari Cooper freshman records. Yes, yes. I've, uh, uh, I was hearing some chatter this morning when they were discussing the game on ESPN about uh, Calvin Ridley. So that's going to be great. And then the Alabama defense, uh, as always, has some uh, great players on it, correct? Yeah, Jonathan uh, Allen at the defensive end position, 12 sacks last season. Tim Williams, linebacker, had only 19 tackles, 10 and a half with sacks. I've, I've watched this big fella in the middle, Deron Payne. He was a true freshman last year, made an impact. Matter of fact, John, during practice, he knocked over the center, the quarterback, and the running back all on one play. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, so... Yeah, so, and actually, I, I believe it caused a position change. They were trying to move the guard, Ross Kirschbacher, from Iowa uh, to the center position. And Duran was just knocking him around. So they moved in Bradley Bozeman, a slightly bigger player at that position. So, yeah, it was significant what he did during the, during the uh, practices in fall, you know, fall camp. So, you know, Bradley Bozeman at the new center. And it was projected that I say Ross would be there, but he's going back to his old guard position, right guard. So, yeah, Payne is an excellent player. Then defensive backs, you have Mika Fitzpatrick, freshman All-American from New Jersey, Marlon Humphrey. He's projected as one of the top top cornerbacks in the country as well. So they've got some stars on defense. And, uh, you know, I watch for number 32. Number 32 at the linebacker position, playing inside, but I think you'll see him rush from the edge. Okay. All right. Well, boy. Sounds like USC better be ready. Uh, their coach is uh, Clay Helton, who took over midseason last year after uh, Steve Starkeesian was let go. And, uh, yeah, so uh, he's been around USC for a while. The players seem to love him. And, uh, you know, I think we can all expect USC to uh, – you know, hold their own, at least for a while, right? Oh, I think so, because, John, uh, USC, they have talented football players. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster, wide receiver, 6'2", over 200, one of the best in the country. And Alabama's going to have their hands full <clears throat> guarding him. You know, he's, he's so big, he can overpower you, even if you, you're on him, covering him tight. He can take the ball away from you in the air. And they have some good running backs. Ronald Jones, the second, actually from McKinney, Texas, will have a, a 
group of people here watching him, his family and friends, uh, Justin Davis, both of those running backs had over 900 yards. Ronald uh, set the freshman record surpassing Charles White, for those of you who remember the Heisman Trophy winner in the 70s. So he's, he's a good football player. And then, John, what you have is Adore Jackson, uh, All-American type cornerback. He plays wide receiver and returns kicks as well. He He's in that Charles Woodson mode, but he's but he, I think he's more more prolific with his numbers. So that'll tell you his abilities. You know, just mentioned he's uh, surpassed some of Charles Woodson's numbers as a triple threat. So he he's a good receiver himself. So Alabama, they're going to have to play some defense and guard against that pass. And uh, USC's got a good offensive line against the you know with the run. Uh, pass blocking was not as as certain. Last year, I think they gave up 38 sacks, and Alabama had over 50, which I think was the most in the country. It wasn't the most per game, but a uh, total number. So, yeah, and USC's left tackle was hurt, so they didn't have to substitute there. It was a good, a good player who, who came last year as an All-American, a freshman, uh, you know, coming out of high school, but that'll be a challenge for him on the left tackle side. Wow, no doubt about it. Uh, well, again, two-storied programs, uh, just a great you know, headliner to the college uh, football opening weekend. And, uh, yeah, I mean, USC, if, if I'm not mistaken, I've seen, I've seen them ranked around 20 or so in some polls. Is that correct? Yes, correct. Okay. That's correct. All right. So, hey, top 20 matchup. It's going to be uh, fun. Alabama, of course, is rated by many as the number one team in the country, uh, especially after, what is it, AP, four out of seven? Four national yeah. championships in the last seven years, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that, that's unbelievable, John, isn't it? It's unbelievable. No, nobody can even fathom that number. Correct. Well said. It is really, uh, you know, tough to digest. So here they are again, new quarterback again, and uh, but ranked <laughs> number one by many. So it is going to be really a fun way to start. And... Glad to get the primer from you. You're there. You're on the ground. So I got to ask, what time are you heading over to the stadium tomorrow? Uh, John, I'm going to head over quite early. Uh, I've kind of have an interesting project. I was contacted by Victoria's Secret, actually, and they're wow. going to have a couple of mo- couple models there, and they'll be wearing some Alabama gear, and they're they're making their tour. I think they're going to go to I don't know if it was 40 schools or something, but they got to have the pink bus there. And so I'm going to do a little video with them. That sounds terrific, to say the least. Uh, is this something new with Victoria's Secret? I don't know that I remember hearing about this before. It, I think it's part of their pink collection, what they call it. And it's on college campuses. They they have the gear from Victoria's Secret. So I'll find out a lot about it tomorrow when I, when I visit their bus. So, yeah, I'm going to try to be there around 2.30 or so. All right. Well, something to look for. That's that's something to look forward to uh, for next week. Talk about that, and of course, <laughs> tomorrow night's game and all the other activity, all the other games over the weekend. But uh, AP, we we do have a lot of games to get to coming up this weekend. Uh, so why don't we take our break now, and we'll get into some of that on the other side.
Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on twitter find us at voice america trn or twitter.com forward slash voice america trn You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show... The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., we talked uh, opening segment about you being in Dallas, of course, to cover the Alabama-USC headliner game tomorrow night. Uh, But... We had a good game last night and lots of other great games scheduled for the weekend. But why don't we start with last night? Uh, Appalachian State, they almost did it again, just like uh, they did against Michigan in the opening weekend nine years ago. Uh, they almost pulled it off in front of a 100,000-plus last night at Tennessee. 100,000-seat stadiums because they sure. seemed to respond. <laughs> right, for opening weekend, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, for opening weekend as well. But, yeah, Tennessee was fortunate to win the game. I know that a lot of times within a league, you're cheering for anybody playing that team, but I believe that would have been a disaster for the Southeastern Conference, for Appalachian State to have won the game. I know a few years back, of course, they pulled the upset against Michigan in the big house, and the cheers went up that afternoon in Columbus, in State College, Pennsylvania, in Madison, Wisconsin, but as the season progressed, everybody in the in the league felt that was a big disappointment, and it was reflective of their confidence. So they had to rethink those sentiments. So I don't believe it would have been a good situation for the Southeastern Conference to see Tennessee lose. I mean, that's a very good point. You'll remember there was just a few back around that time. I think that started the. 
negative thinking or perception about the Big Ten in general, which went on for four or five years there following that game. And so that's a really good big picture view of it because, you know, they, they had an image problem for a while. They really did as if the, the Big Ten Conference was simply not competitive and, uh, you know, taking a tumble in, in the stature that it's held forever. Yeah, it was a, a lingering effect. And people in their short-sighted uh, exhilaration, they didn't stop to think, that's affecting my team as well. Correct. Exactly right. Yes. I mean, you know, very often you don't think about these things till they happen. And it's not like the first ever small college beating a big college, uh, you know, game. But... Uh, that one captured the imagination of a lot of people. It just did, you know. I mean, as a for instance, you and I just in the last week or two talked about that specific game, and I remembered, you know, where I was the day of the App State Michigan game, which was driving from Saratoga back to Boston and listening to it in the car. And uh, you know, I, I'm not alone. It was one of those games that you remember where you were. And, uh, boy, you know, I just never took that view of, like, how it could have affected the Southeastern Conference. And let's not forget that, you know, Butch Jones, someone we know well, the coach of Tennessee, who we watched coaching in the American Athletic Conference and Big East before that with uh, Temple. Uh, you know, he and Tennessee that, have been getting a that. lot of positive pub. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What, yeah, Did yeah you? They, they've been building that program. They're, they're trying to reach the next level, and they're the favorite in the East. So that would look very bad for the rest of the conference. And, John, in this day and age, you can replay that over and over again on television and on the social media. I mean, it just serrated in your, your, your thoughts about Tennessee football. Exactly, exactly. By Appalachian State, let's say. So that that's quadruples the effect, you know, tremendously. No doubt about it. Uh, did I have that right? Was it was Butch Jones the coach of Temple or? Uh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, that's right, that's right. Uh, I, I knew we've covered him down at the football media day in Newport before and He's a strong personality, to say the least, very intense. And I thought it was interesting after the game when he literally walked right into the middle of the uh, App State huddle, if you will, post-game huddle on the field to obviously congratulate that team on the tremendous game that they played. Uh, That was pretty cool. That's not something you see every day, that's for sure. No, no, most coaches, they'll be soaking that their team didn't perform well, but he saw something, you know, an opportunity to congratulate and salute Appalachian State for their effort because they took them the distance. So, you know, John, those guys are human, those coaches. I mean, they understand. Uh, some of them, they, they grasp the moment. Right, right, exactly. Well, tonight we get going again, more football, and boy, one game that, you know, I think is getting a little bit lost in this uh, weekend of marquee games, and maybe it's simply because it is Friday night on the West Coast to boot, but 
Kansas State at Stanford. Kansas State, very high-quality team under Bill Snyder. And Stanford, of course, with, you know, Christian McCaffrey, uh, clearly one of the top players in the country, a leading Heisman candidate. And someone that I think everybody loves to watch, especially coming off his record-breaking Rose Bowl performance to end last season. So, uh, you know, that, that that's a great game. And again, it's just getting lost a, a little bit, I think, in all the other great games this weekend in more traditional times, shall we say. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to be tuning into that one. I think that's going to be great. Yeah, John, that, you're, you're right. That game's under the radar. Uh, Kansas State, you know, legendary coach Bill Snyder, uh, David Shaw, one of the top programs on the West Coast as a Heisman Trophy contender. Christian McCaffrey, he's going to make his run. I know he's prepared. But that's a difficult opener for Stanford because Bill Snyder, these teams always sound fundamentally and give great effort. And to play them right out of the box, that's that's not a gimme game. That'll be a tough matchup. Uh, they might, uh, at the end, overtake Kansas State, but uh, you can expect that first half, I think, to be really competitive. Oh, exactly, exactly. I mean... Kansas State's always in the mix, and, you know, they play great games, uh, and, you know, they've had some great players going through there, and Bill Snyder is, like, you know, beloved, I think would be the word. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I just think it's going to be great, and, boy, Stanford, you know, you got to give them credit, you know, I, I, and I can't help but look at, uh, you know, all the publicity and whatnot, the omnipresence, shall we say, of Jim Harbaugh, which I love. Uh, but, you know, David Shaw has done an amazing job out there since Harbaugh uh, and Stanford is just, you know, I mean, they're in the national picture now every year. It's standard. And I, I got the feeling with Christian McCaffrey and the potential he'll have of a special year that Stanford's going to be one of, you know, certainly one of the top teams in the Pac-12, if not the country. You can just you can go to the bank with that basically these days. Yeah, they always have a good running game, solid play at quarterback, usually a, a good tight end. They throw the football, they, they're known for throwing to the tight end. So, and, you know, I, I just like the way Stanford plays football. Exactly. Me too. Me too. And I, I think the whole nation is, you know, interested in watching Christian McCaffrey play football. He is someone that. You know, starting tonight, that I anticipate will go. You know, I'll be going out of my way to watch his games, and uh, and boy, if he starts to put together numbers like last year, he, clearly the, the the key word with him is all-purpose back. Um, yeah. And you, you know, if he starts doing this again, what he did in the second half of last year, which was basically a season's worth of stats in the last whatever <laughs> two months. Uh, because he didn't get off to a big start, you know. I, I didn't really realize that till I did a little digging. But his September was nothing to uh, to shout about. But boy, October, November, and beyond, right through G- the Rose Bowl, was literally off the charts. I mean, record setting. So, uh, so yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, some other games tonight, just to give you a flavor of, of what's going on, is uh, you know Furman at Michigan State. Army at Temple. Speaking of Temple, we referenced him earlier. Uh, Ball State, Georgia State, 
Colorado State, Colorado. That's a <laughs> obviously interstate rivalry. And then, uh, you know, Toledo, Arkansas State. So, you know, when you're talking the big boys, Michigan State. Uh, and, boy, you need, you need to put Temple in there now after, mm-hmm. you know, after what they did last year, beating Penn State for the first time since, like, World War II, I think. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and, you know, playing Notre Dame that Saturday night, hosting Notre Dame and what was probably the biggest college football game in Philadelphia in, you know, decades, you, you know, notwithstanding the Army-Navy game that's there most years. So yeah. it's going to be fun. Yeah, there's some, uh, I'll, I'll be watching that, that Stanford, Kansas, Kansas State team. I'm really checking in periodically, and but there's some other good games there. Michigan State, sometimes they start slow. They start slow, so you know, keep an eye on that team as well. Yeah, well, the good news is is uh, the Michigan State and the Army Temple game, uh, those games get going at 7 p.m. Eastern time, two hours before Stanford even comes on. So nice early starts. We like that. Uh, and it's it's going to be fun. And uh, we're bumping up against our break here, AP. But, you know, uh, we, we've only talked about, you know, the Alabama game and then last night and tonight. Uh there's a slew of tremendous games left over the weekend, and we'll talk about those after this break. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, AP Studham of Bama Magazine, and that leads right into my pick of the weekend for appointment viewing, which is Alabama-USC tomorrow night. Uh, 
not as slam dunk a pick as, as one might think, given tomorrow's unbelievable uh, slate of games, and really all weekend long. There's great one Sunday night, great one Monday night, but AP, it's, uh, it's going to be a great day tomorrow. Uh, it ends for you with Alabama-USC at AT&T Stadium in Dallas, but it begins for everybody, and I love this, at 7.30 a.m. when Boston College plays Georgia Tech in Dublin, Ireland. There's been a game there <laughs> most Labor Day weekends for the past few years. Uh, I've spent a lot of time in Dublin, including just a few months ago, and uh, and that's going to be a great way to start the day. It's going to be like the British Open or Wimbledon, right? Get up, have morning coffee, and tune right into the game. Nothing like it. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable to have that game scheduled open the season so early. People, people starving for football. They're going to, they're going to feast on it tomorrow. <clears throat> exactly, and you know, I, I'm, I'm on the email list and all that. Given I live 20 minutes from Boston College, and the amount of activities and the uh, slate of stuff going on for the week, uh, I get daily updates for really all week long. Is amazing over in Dublin, such as like they're doing like a fan fest type thing in uh, Trinity College, which is arguably the the nicest setting for a college in the world. Period. And uh, I've been there many times. Uh, I would put the green at Trinity right up against the Harvard green, and and many others I've seen, uh, including Oxford and Cambridge in England. And uh, but yeah, just all kinds of business related, you know, events, uh, you know, the pubs are involved, the hotels, I mean, just tailgating, Aviva Stadium, which I've driven by a few times, beautiful. I, I mean, it, I, I'm very impressed. They put together quite a week. I know some people heading over, of course, Boston College types, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a great weekend, a great, great day tomorrow in Dublin, but it's clearly coming on the heels of a great week. Needless to say, so great way to start the day. And AP, uh, to me, the second biggest game of the of the weekend, uh, certainly the day, is uh, LSU Wisconsin from Lambeau Field in Green Bay. That that is just going to be awesome to watch a college game from uh, the pro football mecca. Hey John, those people at LSU, they're so excited to me. Going up to Green Bay and Lambeau Field, I mean, I, I heard those tickets are going pretty high. There, there's, there's so much uh, you know, juice going on with that matchup. Right, right, no doubt about it. Uh, let's face it, you know, Lambeau Field's on everybody's bucket list. Uh, I know a lot of people who have been there. I have relatives from Wisconsin who grew up with it. They love it, and. Patriot fans who have gone out there a couple of times over the past, you know, number of years who always come back and say the same thing about Lambeau Field. It exceeded expectations. Nicer than they thought it was going to be, which is, and they were expecting the sun, the moon, and the stars when they got there. And so, yeah, a special place. So just to see a college game there is going to be just so unique uh, that it's just going to be. Appointment television, 3.30 Eastern time. But AP, before we get there, you know, we have the BC game we talked about in the morning, but then 
for We American Athletic Conference uh, uh, media, Oklahoma versus Houston is going to be at noon Eastern, and that is going to be incredible. A lot of Houston last year's AAC champ, but a lot of people think, you know, if they win this game, upset Oklahoma, they have a shot to get for the CFP given, uh, you know, the way their schedule plays out over the course of the year. And it's a home game for right, Houston, right. too. Yeah, oh, John, you made a good point. Home game for Houston. Of course, there'll be a lot of Oklahoma fans there in force. Oh, yeah. It's a huge pendulum game. If Houston is able to make that upset, that really turns everybody upside down and may take one of the spots if, if Houston can run the table, which is a big if, of course. Always. Because, if, you know, if you're not used to that pressure, John, when it gets down to those last couple of games, it's different. If you've never been there, it is totally a unique experience. And some players react and embrace the moment. Others, they, they, you know, they do not know how to handle that situation. They recoil. Correct. Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I had a ringside seat for the Patriots when they went for their undefeated season in 07. And boy, those final few weeks, including the playoff games, were just incredible to watch. Uh, you know, it feels like you're just hanging on. You know, it's just, you're right, it's just different. Um, but we'll see. That, that's going to be a great, you know, noontime game. And then uh, we already talked LSU-Wisconsin 3.30, but then 5.30, these are all Eastern times. You know, Georgia-North Carolina, that's a game uh, of interest. And then tomorrow, an hour after Southern Cow and Alabama get going, uh, Clemson at Auburn. Clemson, of course, uh, played Alabama in the national championship game and lost last week. But the best, maybe the best player in the country, Deshaun Watson. So all day long, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, that Clemson game, can anybody stop that offense with, with Watson? I'm not sure. I know. I know. They gave Alabama all they could handle, that's for sure, last year. And, uh, yeah, it's just going to be – so much fun. These are just, again, marquee games. And then Sunday night, another game that, you know, you talk marquee and one that really gets, uh, you know, the juices flowing. Notre Dame at Texas before, again, over 100,000 at uh, Darrell Royal Stadium there. Uh, Texas with a lot to prove. Notre Dame uh, under fire, period, with the player arrest recently. Uh and Notre Dame did a number on Texas last year, and Charlie Strong, who beat Oklahoma last year, real big upset, uh, needs to see if he can you know, do it again. Uh, it's going to be a fabulous game to watch. I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah, those two coaches are under the magnifying glass, and especially Charlie Strong, this is his year. He has to come through with some big wins, and, and this is a great way to start the season in Austin, Texas, hosting Notre Dame. It is going to be great. And then finally, to uh, close out the weekend, another really intriguing game, which is uh, Mississippi versus Florida State in Orlando at what is now called, I think, the, the Camping World Stadium, but it was, it's, of course, the old Citrus Bowl. 
And uh, that's going to be great. I mean, you know, we were talking SEC, Ole Miss, and then uh, uh, Florida State. Great story out of there where their tight end, uh, one of their ends, receivers, I believe it was, Rudolph, one of their players, went and sat with the boy with autism who was sitting alone in a school cafeteria that Florida State was visiting. And who doesn't love that story, right, AP? Yeah, I mean, all these players are, a lot of them are self-absorbed, John. Well, that's one time he kind of went and tried to help somebody that was you know, less fortunate. And just that one gesture reverberates throughout that, that community. Right, well, the mother, mother wrote a very nice note, I believe, on Facebook saying basically, you know, it was nice to know that my son won't be eating alone today. Uh, I think he's, you know, whatever, eighth, ninth grade teenager. And uh, and I just heard this morning that Florida State invited him to the opening game. I think this game, this Sunday, or maybe the home opener up in Tallahassee, whatever. And invited him to maybe a team function. You know, the boy and his mother. Uh, spectacular stuff. Just a really nice way, you know, a nice warm story to start the season for everybody in college football. Yes, yes. I mean, you can't help everyone, John, but you can affect the, the behavior of people by making that one uh, gesture, you know, reaching out to somebody. So good, good, for, good for him. He did that for that young boy, and he probably changed his life. Exactly. Exactly. Well, the power of sports, AP, and hard to believe. We've come to the end of another show, but... Uh, it's our time of year, finally, and uh, we talk college football year-round, but you know nothing like talking it uh, today as the season really gets under uh, underway full-scale this weekend. So it's going to be another fun season, AP, and uh, thanks, as always, for your perspective. Well, thank you, John. I'm always glad to be here and look forward to our next show. As do I, and uh, thank you all. For listening and we look forward to doing it again next friday at 1 p.m eastern time thanks again for tuning in to all around sports with your host john inglesby be sure to tune in again next friday at 10 a.m pacific time 1 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel have a terrific weekend and we'll talk sports again next week